Life is not a problem to be solved, but a reality to be experienced. This teaching from Osho resonates with the theme of facing challenges with courage and determination, finding strength in adversity. In this teaching, Osho emphasizes the importance of embracing life's challenges as opportunities for growth and learning, rather than viewing them as obstacles to overcome. When we approach life with an open mind and a willingness to experience all that it has to offer, we can recognize that every experience, whether joyful or difficult, contributes to our understanding and evolution as human beings. This teaching reminds us to cultivate an attitude of acceptance and presence, allowing ourselves to fully engage with the richness of life's experiences without being consumed by fear or resistance. And while this is a worthy and worthwhile teaching to embrace and to consider, it might be hard to maintain this attitude this week as Uranus continues to come in and disrupt disorganize and destabilize our experiences. This week we might feel the exhaustion of constantly moving in a dynamic landscape. We might feel the fear of what it means to really change the way that we eat, manage our food, our resources, our work, our labor, our families, our relationships. And even through all of that change, even through all of that exhaustion and that overwhelm, even through all of the difficulty, it's still important to maintain the perspective. Life is not a problem to be solved, but a reality to be experienced. What's up, witches? Welcome to Staff Meeting at the Corporate Coven, the podcast for witches at work. I'm your host, Jessica, sometimes referred to as That Witch from Work. I'm pleased to bring you this weekly episode of the podcast where we check in with a reflective question inspired by current astrology weather, we make magic with the lunar phases, and organize our work with a day-by-day astrology forecast. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. So to check everyone into the episode, I want to start with just asking you, what have your dreams been like lately? And has it even been a theme for you? With everything happening in the zodiac sign of Pisces, I mean, we have Saturn, the Sun, Neptune, Mercury. The end of this week, we're going to have the moon there with a new moon in Pisces. And I've been sharing more poetry on the podcast. I've been thinking about things more artistically and creatively. And, you know, spirituality has been a big theme in that. I've noticed it coming up in conversations at work randomly. It's actually been the most fascinating thing to see the synchronicities in what I've been sharing in my podcast and then what comes up in conversation with my coworkers where they don't listen to my podcast, they're not into astrology. I work with a whole bunch of muggles for the most part and just noticing them talking about like, oh, like we have, I've been having these weird dreams or my kids have been having these nightmares. Noticing how we'll use spiritual type language in the workplace, such as, this was the weirdest thing for me actually, last week I started the episode with, the pre-episode snippet was about the devil in the details or the divinity in the details, 
and that juxtaposition between the two. And then in a meeting I had on Thursday, my boss said, you know, oh, the devil's in the details. And it was just one of those weird, like, are you listening to my podcast? And he's not, and he wouldn't. But it was just interesting of like, oh, that's a synchronicity. This is an alignment. It's so interesting how these Piscean type themes have just been popping up out of everywhere. And, and, you know, we almost went to like a slam poetry thing for dinner when I was, you know, in Houston and, and I've been reading more poetry on the podcast. It's just these weird things coming up, but specifically I'm curious about like your dreams. What have you been dreaming about? My children have been talking more and more about their dreams. My seven-year-old was having these really scary nightmares and she said, Mom, I'll, I'll wake up and then I go to sleep and I'm just in the nightmare again. And so I brought in some amethyst and some organite and you know put them next to her bed and then we used my Palo Santo. I told her how special and just how sacred it is and how we don't just use this for anything, but here's why we're using this for your room right now and here's the intentions that we're setting for your rest and your sleep in this moment in time. And every night she's like, mom, it's still working. It's still working. I'm not having any bad dreams. But my son has been like, mom, like, I keep having these dreams about these dinosaurs that want to eat me. And you know, he's starting to have nightmares too. And there's just been a lot of this like dreams coming in. I've been having these really vivid dreams and I've been so sleepy. Oh my God. Are y'all as sleepy and as tired as I have been? Because good night. I, I I can't tell if this is just what 34 is going to feel like and if I'm just going to be sleepy for the rest of my life or if this is really just that, that pile up in Pisces, this really dense, earthy, watery heaviness of it all. Or is this, you know, Pluto in my first house? I'm still kind of sorting through all of the ways in which I feel and and what might be the transit of right now versus what might be the transit for the next 20 years. Um, but man, it's just been a lot. And this is one where, team, so many of you listen to this. Hundreds of y'all are joining me every week. But the comments on these episodes are sleeping on me. So leave me comments in the episodes. Like, what has this been like for you? Are you tired too? Have you been having the wildest dreams as well? Have you been overwhelmed with the nightmare of it all? Have you noticed more synchronicities and alignments? You know, I was just thinking about this and now all of a sudden I see this in my reality. Does it feel like the window of manifestation is really, really thin right now? I'm so curious to hear how this has been coming up for you because it's just been so on the nose for me. But of course, you know, I'm, I've been looking for it because I'm an astrologer and so... I would love to hear from you. Give me a gut check here. Like, what is this? What has this Piscean theme and this transit been like? I'm really excited about the guest episode that I'm sharing this week on the podcast. Um, so make sure that you are tuned in and subscribed because we are going to be hearing from a past life witch who does hypnotism and can get you into these cool dream states and I'm so so excited to share this conversation we recorded it last year and I remember just feeling like electrified after the conversation I've never had well that's not true I've had a past life reading once before and um, it was really interesting and impactful and I love having this conversation with this witch in particular Um, make sure that you're tuned in onto my Instagram because I'll be posting and promoting the episode and sharing 
this witch's work on uh, Instagram, but definitely make sure that you're tuned in, subscribe to the podcast because you're going to love this episode. It feels so perfect for all of the Piscean energy, and that's why we saved it until this time of year to release, and I'm so, so excited for you to listen to it. So leave me a comment on the episode. How are you experiencing Pisces season? Turn on notifications, um, and let's get into the major transits this week. I feel like actually before we do that, I should set the scene. I don't do a ton of like behind the scenes sharing, and that's largely just because I'm like a girly who's all about the business and thinking about like what could be a cool marketing material or what might people be interested in seeing about my life. I'm not as good at. So I'm sitting in my home office right now, which is just like a little like workspace in my bedroom, and I'm still in pajamas. I am wiping the eye goobers out of my eyes because it is morning still and I haven't gotten up and like really gotten ready for the day. I'm recording this before getting ready for the day. I have my coffee sitting in front of me. I'm surrounded by my crystals. I have my ephemeris right here along with a notebook filled with different notes that I've taken through various astrology courses. I keep this one close by because it's where I kept all the notes from a course that I took from Kelly Surtees on working with progressed lunar phases with clients and I have my astrology calendar from the astrology podcast on my right I have solar fire pulled up on one monitor I have the script pulled up on my second monitor Um, my microphones plugged into my phone I'm recording directly into the app which I won't be able to do after June this year so I'm going to think about a different setup for the podcast it's going to change things you might get some more video podcasts from me as a result of it um and there's a pile of laundry on my bed there are like scattered papers from the week taking things out of my backpack for work my daughter's backpack from school um and i'm kind of living in this like organized chaos i'm looking out the window and there's a cold front rolling in the mountains are snow-capped and i'm just here with you right now I just, I just want to set that tone, like that scene, like this is, this is me and my element. This is what it looks like and what it sounds like and kind of like what's going on around me as I'm recording these episodes. My kids are in the other room watching Bluey. My husband's enjoying his morning coffee and, and I'm here, I'm here with you. This is the week that I talked about beginning and ending with big Uranus transits. And... I want to be super, I just want to be like super candid with you all. I am personally getting really, really tired of the constant change. I feel like at the beginning of this, you know, when I first started talking about like change agility, change management, it was easier, wasn't it? It was still like relatively fresh. I mean, Uranus has been in Taurus for quite some time, but now that everything in Aquarius is starting to really square Uranus, Mars and Venus. Um, you know, this is where my North node and my ascendant sit in Aquarius. And so I'm getting like, I'm really personally getting activated and agitated with it all right now. I've also had the stuff in Pisces forming a square to my midheaven. And so this has really been manifesting clearly in my career as well as in my home life and, and how I think about who I am and how I navigate the situation. And I'm tired. I'm like, I'm so exhausted from it all. I know I've been telling you like I'm so sleepy, but like I'm talking about 
the mental labor of just like, okay, this has changed now. This is a new environment. This is a new reporting structure. This is a new leader. This is a new process. This is a new system. This is a new working relationship. You know, like I'm, I'm so tired and not like fed up tired. It's just that like, I feel exhausted. I feel dragged. I feel like, oh my gosh, like how much more can I bend before I break? And it's actually been manifesting in my physical body. I noticed the other, like this past week as I was walking that my right knee just kind of like gave out a little bit. It hyperextended. And I, you know, I'm, of course, like I'm reading into that and I'm thinking about, you know, the body and its connections to like the emotional states and our mental states and things like that. And I'm just thinking like, oh my God, like I'm so, <laughs> I'm so over it. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready for it to be done. And it's not going to be done. And especially not this week. This week we're getting even more of it. And so between you and me, babes, like I'm feeling a little bit of anxiety about this week and I record these episodes and we publish them on Sunday because I want you to think about like how do I avoid the Sunday scaries how do I prepare for the week ahead and and I'm I'm coming into this episode with that intention as well but I also just want to name like this could just be a difficult and activating week for us and I don't want to come off as being like love and light, just be positive, you're going to get through it, stop complaining, the change is for you, not against you, because all of that is true, and all of that is, like, well and good, but, like, if you're in the headspace that I'm in, like, oh, geez, we really are just kind of getting through it together, and this week is really about getting through it, and just, like, moving through it, and just trying to keep your head above water, so the major transits this week, Sunday we begin with Uranus square Venus, and then on Saturday, let me check my calendar, make sure it's not Friday. Yeah, Saturday. It's like really like the, the bookends of the week. Sunday is Uranus square Venus. Saturday is Mars square Uranus. And then also on Saturday, we're going to see Mercury move into the zodiac sign of Aries. So there is like a, a big shift happening at the end of the week with Mercury. But for me, like the biggest noise is that we are beginning and ending the week with Uranus squares to Venus and Mars. And... And I was thinking about this as kind of like, you know, if Uranus is going on tour, Uranus is doing like some like promotional work right now and thinking about Uranus as having, you know, interviews with Venus and with Mars and kind of like releasing them out into like the ether, you know, on, on Saturday or on Sunday and Saturday respectively. And then what is that going to sound like? What is that going to feel like? And you heard some of this in my pre-episode snippet, but I'm going to be like weaving in this idea throughout the rest of the episode because it, this week really does feel like it's almost all about Uranus. Like there's a lot going on. Of course, we use the moon to guide these forecasts and these daily interpretations, but Uranus is just like in the background of absolutely everything happening this week. And it's a square situation. So it is about tension. It is about like the rough adjustment, the difficult dynamic. And, um, you know, again, like that's, that's its own thing. And that's, and that's hard. And it's, it's a lot to get through. We're going to talk about phase management right now, because we're also not going to have a lot of vitality. We're not going to feel a ton of energy to move through this. And so this isn't like, 
you know, oh, change is happening and we're dynamic and we're jumping from here to there. And, you know, I've been talking about Uranus and Taurus as an ever-changing landscape, like the move beneath your, or sorry, the, the earth beneath your feet moving around a lot and your need to jump from here to there and climb and, and trust, like take leaps of faith. But this week, it seriously feels more like maybe one of those, um, like videos, I can't remember the name, like wipeout videos, I think is what it's called the show where you're going through an obstacle course and you're just like hanging on for dear life and you're just trying not to fall and then maybe you do get knocked off and like thrown into some like water or something and you have to start the obstacle course over. It feels more like that for me looking at it, but you know, we'll always see what it actually feels like when we get through it because sometimes it's it's more or it's less or it's just different than what we thought it would be. So this week for phase management, we still see the moon in a mutable to mutable transition phase, which means that we start the week with a mutable moon and we end the week with a mutable moon. So we see the moon journey from the zodiac sign of Sagittarius into Pisces this week. Sagittarius, and it will spend a lot of the week in Capricorn and Aquarius, which is cold, detached spaces for the moon to be in. The moon will spend a big chunk of this week moving through zodiac signs ruled by Saturn, which is already going to bring a, like a lower energy, a more stern seriousness. Um, you know, it's, for me, I was just thinking like, this is such a grind. This is such a grind of a week because we get a little bit of the optimism with the Sagittarius moon and it's feeling like, you know, bright and optimistic and hopeful. We're going to end the week with a Piscean moon, which is a bit more like dreamy and again, like sleepy, melancholy, but a big chunk of the week is in these Saturnian spaces where in Capricorn, the moon is in detriment because it's the opposite of the moon's home sign of Cancer. And then in Aquarius, you know, it's going to be meeting up with Pluto and then with Mars and forming a square to Uranus. So even though we don't think about, oh, you know, the moon's in fall or detriment, you know, when it's in Aquarius, it's just, you know, in a sign that's ruled by Saturn, it's in an air sign, it's in a cold analytical sign, it's detached, um, you know, it's not as emotive or emotional, but it's also got these big players and these hard aspects coming in. So again, like team, I'm just feeling like this is going to be a tougher week. And that doesn't mean that you will suffer through it, but you might be navigating a really tough space with low energy because the beginning of the week, we are in that third quarter moon phase. It's about that like reorientation, the adjustment. Hey, now that we know these things, how do we act differently? How do we actually put this plan into motion and move forward? And actually Sunday starts with the moon exactly square the sun at 13 degrees and their mutable signs. But then we move into the balsamic moon phase. It's about like closing down the energy, um, tying up loose ends, wrapping things up. And we're, we end with the moon in Pisces, but it's not like an exact new moon until Sunday around 2 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So depending on where you are in the world, we'll end the week with this new moon energy. And I'm not going to talk a ton about the new moon in this episode. I'm going to save that for next week's episode. Um, but... You know, what I will share is just that like, when it comes to the new moon, we have no light from the luminary and light in astrology is so key and so important to how we interpret. And I've talked about this in previous staff meeting episodes. Light is critical for how we interpret what we do in astrology. And when there is no light or there is weak light, then we see this as low energy, low life, Right. And so not only do we have a very Uranian week and a moon in a cold space, 
but we also are not getting a lot of light from this luminary right now. And so it's really about moving into those dark spaces. And maybe this is the time where we all kind of acknowledge the collective grief. I mean, some of us have been better about expressing that grief than others. I know for me, I'm the queen of like smiling through the pain and just trying to pretend like nothing bad is happening. That's just a personal coping mechanism that I developed as a child as a way to like move through the world and like kind of continue on when things get hard. So other people are better at expressing grief and sadness and fear. But this might be a week that you notice it on like a more of a collective scale of this like universal like oh, exhaustion. Like are we really going to do this team? Are we really doing this again? And just like that sadness that comes with it. I'm sorry. I feel like this is such a bummer. And like I said, like my commitment to you is to be sincere and authentic in the interpretations and to use this time and this episode together to really help you prepare for the week ahead. And I'm always going to try to help you see the opportunity, but I'm also not going to sit here and sugarcoat it and lie to you. Like I used the example with um, a coworker last week when they were feeling hesitancy and sharing with me a perspective. And I said, look, I'm navigating a new landscape. If there's a thorn bush somewhere, you need to tell me where it is so I can avoid getting cut. Like that that's how it feels. Like we're navigating new landscapes and I feel a, a sense of responsibility to be candid with you on where it's going to be risky, where you might suffer, and how that is still useful, how it's still just like, you know, information and it's data. And when we know better, we can do better. And this is a week where maybe we're having to learn what is better and we're acknowledging that there is something better out there. So let's break it down day by day, shall we? Let's get into the details of what is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Like what's this week going to be like? And, and how are we going to best position ourselves to thrive, survive, and get through on the other side? Because we will get through to the other side. On Sunday, we see the moon in Sagittarius forming a trine with the North Node, and this is the day that Venus squares Uranus. And so, again, we have like a bright, kind of like more optimistic moon, which is really nice, forming a trine to the North Node, so it feels like one of these like, aha, clarity points in the sky, right? Like, oh, I can see this now. This makes sense to me now. Chiron is there as well, so it may not be like a, aha, and now I'm happy about it. It could be like an, aha, I see this now, and oh, damn it. I can see where I need to realign. I can see where I need to edit. I can see where maybe I was in the wrong or where I was at fault. I can see where, you know, it's, um, it's a pain point and I need to like, you know, just the idea of like Chiron and Aries being the pain of being an individual, the pain of being isolated, the pain of being seen as singular. Um, and that's something that we're still continuing to move through. If everyone has a personal brand, if everyone has a business, if everyone has uh, an individual perspective on the world even like from a political standpoint like what are the implications of that and what are the challenges of that a lot of people and I actually I talked about this on an episode on someone else's podcast that I think is getting released this year sometime I'll be sure to like share that with y'all when it happens but I was talking to them about how you know so many people get frustrated working in corporate and so they think that the fix for that is oh I'm going to start my own business but being an entrepreneur is very, very hard. And you're gonna hate your boss no matter who your boss is, even if you are your own boss. There's gonna be a moment where you're really annoyed with like the goals or the work that you have to do, with the tools that you have access to. 
and it's really hard to work in those like individual spaces, which is why I have a goal to heal corporate and make it a better place for people to work because entrepreneurship is not an easier alternative to working in big organizations. But I digress. I could I I could talk all day about that team. Like that's such that's such a big part of like my value proposition and like what I care about in the world. So hard for me to not get sidetracked on that. Um, but you know that some of that's going to be coming up on Sunday, uh, and this is where we have Venus square Uranus. So we've had Venus square Uranus before. When we had Venus in Leo forming squares to Uranus. You know, this was part of like the Venus retrograde cycle as well. So this isn't just like a Venus square Uranus like situation. This was also like a Venus retrograde cycle. But around that time, we saw a ton of celebrity breakups. This is when we saw Joe Jonas and Sophie. Oh, I'm embarrassed. I can't remember her name now. But um, uh, we, we saw them like separate, formally separate. And it was like big news and big drama. There was like a lot of celebrity breakups. This was also when there was a lot of like writer strikes happening and we talked a lot about like strikes and union unionizations which has been a big part of this Uranus and Taurus and disrupting like the labor industry it's been a big part of that theme as well but this was like very pointed when Venus was forming a square to Uranus and we would expect these types of themes when Venus is in the passionate and creative fire sign of Leo so we're having another Venus square moment but this time in Aquarius and so the square could feel more like cold and analytical. We might see more coming out from the tech sector. Like I'm talking like this could feel even more big layoffs in the tech sector. Probably news stories about AI and using AI consciously. Um, again, like this stuff has been happening all of the time, but when these come to a focal point, this is when it becomes like really big in the consciousness. Like I've been seeing stuff in my own little like pockets of, you know, AI and HR and ethics and stuff like that. But this like this might bring it to a bigger scale or a more global like scale. Um, and, you know, again, the trying to the North Node from the moon, it does feel like maybe a bit of optimism about the situation, but it's also an acknowledgement of how hard the change can be. So many people feel a lot of fear around this shift in technology, and that makes sense because it is changing the landscape. I don't know that all of the fear is totally founded because, you know, every action has a greater or like lesser reaction. And it's like, you know, there's, it's both and like all the advancements in technology are going to be really hard and scary for society just as much as they're going to be amazing and incredible for society. And we just have to be really conscious and discerning as we're making decisions for ourselves, but also as we are voting on things or supporting you know, rules as it shows up in classrooms or in workplaces or in public transit or, you know, wherever that is. I th something else that I want to say here is just like, here are some, here are some of like the benefits. Here are some like positive things that might come out with, you know, Uranus and Taurus squaring Venus and Aquarius if they're having a conversation you know if Uranus and Venus are talking right now and they're representing their different perspectives and sides like what productive conversations might sound like is like hey like we need to redefine societal values because now we have these really cool innovative technologies this is changing the way that we resource and that we value things like finances but also you know the things that we value are like our food our shelter 
Um, you know, how do we integrate technology into beauty or into artwork, you know, um, NFTs, I feel like that's still like a big thing, but it really kind of like died down. We haven't talked about it as much, you know, things like the financial blockchain, um, notice I, I don't hear as much about like Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies or anything like that. Like those used to be like really, really big, like constantly in the news. We were hearing about it all the time and, and that's kind of like toned down and like mellowed down a little bit. But I think that if these two were in conversation, like if they were in an interview, like talking with each other, then, you know, they would be talking about like, what are some sustainable and unconventional approaches to agriculture? We are developing these like massive food deserts. And when we think about how, during the panini of you know 2020 a supply chain was such an issue and do you remember like i was talking to um a cashier at a grocery store about this this past weekend like do y'all remember grocery shopping in like peak pandemic times and i remember like buying stuff that i would never normally buy or like even plan on feeding my family because i was just like but it's here i should buy it and that's when like this surge this like thrust into the idea of like homesteading and wanting to like have your own food at home and being able to you know raise your own animals to like butcher them and like manage them yourself instead of going to the grocery store or having to rely on like supply chain became like really really big and so you know uranus and venus might be having this conversation around like what does it look like to bring um community gardens to cities what would it look like to bring community gardens to schools? What would it look like to prioritize, you know, I'm in, an, I'm in Utah, so I'm in a state that is having massive development right now. Like there's tons of new housing being brought in. There's new businesses coming here. You know, I work in like Silicon Slopes. So it's like the new little like Silicon Valley, all the tech hub is here now. And like, you know, we're getting more sports teams and stuff like that. So like, so my state is just like expanding rapidly and it's changing so quickly and I'm seeing all of these housing units come up but I'm thinking like, but where's the open space? Where is the natural space? Where is the opportunity for people to have chickens on their land or to grow gardens on their patios and things like that? Like, you know, what, wouldn't it be interesting if we looked at development through a more sustainable lens and incorporated the idea of giving people opportunity to grow their own food to help drive down the costs on shipping everything and then you would also see people living in more harmony with the seasons um, and how could we bring sustainable energy options right like what if every home that was built just already had solar panels and um, you know, batteries? What if every home that was built included like a rain barrel? What if every home that was built had their own, um, I can't think of the word, like wind turbine, like a small like little mini like wind turbine? Or what if we started like including those on the freeways and the highways? So then like, you know, as like cars were generating some of this like, you know, wind space or whatever, like we could really take advantage of that and find ways to like power things more sustainably and stuff like that. Like that's what that conversation is going to sound like. It's going to sound like, you know, what are the digital currencies and how do we help prepare an organization? Even like the idea of self-driving cars, like that's not really a good idea until everyone can have access to it, but it doesn't make sense to give everyone access to it until we have more intro, uh, my, words are hard because it's like still morning and I haven't finished my coffee, but like, what's the word? 
infrastructure. We don't really have like good infrastructure for it right now. We don't have enough EV charging stations. We don't have a good strategy on recycling all of that stuff. And right now we still use a lot of lithium, which is being harvested in very unethical ways. And so it's this conversation of like, how do we continue moving forward and how do we continue like innovating and changing this landscape while still like trying to minimize the harm of what that does to not only environments, but to people as well, because, you know, like the ethics around like lithium mining is, is something for like a different conversation, but like, you know, it's something to really be concerned about and to think about. Um, it's also the innovative ways of expressing and valuing artistic endeavors, right? So like AI unethically using artists work to inspire their own technology or their own, you know, expressions of things. I follow a lot of artists on Instagram who are just like, so upset about it and rightfully so right and it's one of those things where it's like the technology is not going to really go away though and so we can build laws around it but we also have to think about like you know what do we do with this it's the you know the overall tone of this venus square uranus is like we're pushing boundaries and we're challenging convention in the pursuit of progress and evolution but historically a lot of harm has been done in the name of science we always prioritize talking about the harm that's been done in the name of religion and God, but just as much has been done in the name of science. And that's, again, like something that the Pluto and Aquarius is really illuminating and giving attention to, but also like will bring us into that challenge of like, how do we do this, but how do we do it right? How do we do it with ethics? How do we do this with integrity? And with the concept that we are a global family and it's been difficult to work in this life where maybe we're in the side of like consumerism where we get to buy the fast fashion and we get to eat food that's not in season and we get to, you know, buy like, you know, all of the EV cars and stuff like that and feel like so good and holier than thou because like we're so sustainable or, you know, we're like saving money and all this other stuff, but like we're not thinking about how it's harming a global community and the planet and stuff like that. Like this is a lot of what we're gonna be exploring and talking about with these types of themes. And I, I'm talking like pretty meta right now, but again, like where is this happening in your chart? For me, this is my first house squaring my fourth house. And I've already shared on the podcast how a lot has been coming up around how, what I do for me as an individual versus like what I do out of a sense of like obligation and commitment to my family and my family roots and my family of origin. Okay, so that was a lot. That was a lot for Sunday. Let's talk about Monday. Monday, we see the moon in Sagittarius at 26 degrees square Neptune. The moon will move into Capricorn around 3 p.m., which is like right when my staff meeting ends. And so I'm kind of like, nah, it would have been really nice to have a Capricorn moon for staff meeting. Alas, we will just um, get down to business as soon as the meeting is over. That feels good as well. I'm not so stoked for another Neptune aspect on Monday morning, right? Um... They just always make things a bit confusing. There's always this, for, for me, it sounds like I just work here. Like, I don't actually know what's going on. I just work here. Like, don't ask me really tough questions. Um, but again, that will shift and change in the afternoon when we get the Capricorn moon. Things will get a bit more focused, a bit more business oriented. But Monday initially might feel like just going in, connecting with people, just trying to be like, man, like, where have you been? Like, what have you been up to? How's it going? Like, good to see you again. And then we get really focused on the week 
more in like the afternoon towards like the end of the work day where it's like, oh shit, okay, I actually have a lot to do. I have a lot that I need to get done. Um, and that kind of like kicks in around again, 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. On Tuesday, the moon is at 10 degrees Capricorn. We get this really lovely trine to Jupiter. And that is nice because the earth trines have been awesome for the actual like getting shit done part of our work. We get the sext <clears throat> excuse me, we get the sextile to Saturn here as well. So Tuesday does seem favorable for like hunkering down and doing the work. For me, I'm seeing my therapist on Tuesday instead of my normal day of the week. And so when I say like doing the work, I'm including my mental health work, my shadow work that I've been moving through. That makes sense because I have Capricorn in my 12th house. Again, like this is how it's manifesting for me with my personal placements that are getting activated and, and woken up and stirred up by this transit. For you, think about the parts of your chart that contain these signs, Taurus, Capricorn, Pisces, and what does your work look like in those areas? For some of y'all, this is going to be a very direct like day job experience. But remember that on this podcast and in this coven, we expand our definition of work to include a lot more than just your day job or your side hustle. There's a lot of work to be done in our life. And we talk about ways to, um, you know, make magic at work in all of those different definitions. On Wednesday, we see the moon at 24 degrees Capricorn, forming a sextile to Mercury and Neptune and loosening a trine to Uranus. When I say loosening a trine, what I mean is that the exact trine happened when they were at the same degree. By the time we are like awake and moving and like kind of in the workplace, the moon has already had that exact trine to Uranus and is moving away from it. So it's loosening an aspect, right? Like it's, it's getting looser. It's moving further away. It's getting lighter, therefore, as well softer if you will so again like for me this is all about building structure around the piscean dreams and ideals it's building a container for all of that water the moon moves into aquarius around 6 p.m and so wednesday night could feel a bit more intense remember this week feels like a grind because we're low energy we're feeling a bit colder than usual and we're just continuing to navigate this ever-changing landscape so you might be just putting forth some effort to trying to build structure around it. It could be a structure that is not built to last much to, you know, the moon and Capricorn's dismay. But, you know, uh, that doesn't mean that the effort is futile or that it's not worth doing. Just know that it may not be built to last forever. But it's still okay to try to contain some of this water. On Thursday, we see the moon at 8 degrees Aquarius, forming a square to Jupiter and will square Uranus. And so the dynamic between Aquarius and Taurus is just making me think about the action plans from employee surveys. Like, y'all know that this is a body of work that I've focused on for the last two and a half years, and I feel very passionate about it. The moon has gathered all of this data and all of this information this week. And on Thursday, you're answering the question, like, so what are you going to do about it? How does this actually change things? does it change things? You know, like what are the next steps now that you have all this information? Like, so what, what are you going to do about it? On Friday, the moon at 23 degrees Aquarius is moving towards a conjunction with Venus and away from a conjunction with Mars. And again, loosening a square to Uranus. Mercury is also conjunct Neptune at 27 degrees Pisces. And what I love for me is that Venus will be transiting my ascendant. And so I'm hoping to feel like real cute this day 
what I hate for me is that all of this stuff in Pisces has actually left me feeling super unclear with my finances. I got a promotion recently, which means I got a pay raise recently, which feels really, really good. Um, but I haven't been pushing readings through my business. And so that income channel is down with new renters. We've been struggling to figure out like how to get them to deposit into the right account each month. And then like, there was like this gap in HOA fees being paid. So I've been trying to like sort through that as well. I normally get granted additional equity in that property every year. And we haven't been through that process yet. I have to like, you know, help gather all of the expenses for that um, you know, part of my life for like tax purposes. Um, and then my state tax return has arrived, but I still haven't gotten like my federal. I'm actually like wondering if I'm going to get it on this day, but I've been like paying off big chunks of debt or bills, but I'm also having to like buy new water heaters and tires and windshields. And so it feels like my debt didn't actually leave. And so like for me, like, you know, Pisces is my, is my second house. And I have just like, not really understood like what's happening there like there's not a lot of clarity I, I don't know what to expect or how to anticipate things um, I don't really feel like I can like see it or I don't have like good eyes on it Neptune in my second house for the last like you know while has been really difficult actually just it, it just, it's, it's hard to see it you know it's not that there's been like financial like suffering per se but it's just been hard to like wrap my head around and to get my arms around it and so I see Mercury conjunct Neptune in my second house and I'm honestly just so over it. I'm so over it. I just want Saturn to do his thing already and build me a sustainable channel for income. But Neptune is being a real butthead about it. But again, like where is Pisces in your chart? I, I'm imagining that some of you are resonating with the expression of how, you know, I'm talking about this, but it might be in a totally different area. So are you feeling this in your relationships? In your friendships? Are you feeling this at home? With your children? With your health? And, you know, like, hey, since I haven't been marketing very well, let me say this. My booking link is open and I am ready to chat with you all about how these transits are influencing your life right now. I have been working like 50 hour work weeks and that's just been a result of me trying to like really get like things organized in my life. And so I've been prioritizing other things which are not this business. But let me say this for my business right now. Hit me up at my website, thatwhichfromwork.com. And if this is not financially accessible to you right now, consider joining the Celestial Suite or the C-Suite in the Corporate Coven where you can have the chance for me to read your chart on the podcast. I released the first VIP chart reading in February and I'm preparing some special episodes for that subscription tier on the podcast. It's $2.99 every month and you'll get a ton of value without breaking your bank, which is really important to me because we just got to eat. I told you like I am, I'm very like thoughtful about like my fancies and where I invest and where I spend and a lot of y'all are like me. So I know that you are too and that means a lot to you. So while readings are the best way to understand your chart and to work with the astrology, if that's not it for you, you can still find ways to work with me by joining that subscription tier for the podcast. It's a much easier investment, I know, and that's why I created it. So you can sign up on my website, and when you do, make sure that you are giving me permission to email you because that's how I'm going to get your birth data, okay? All right, so on Saturday, let's wrap this up. On Saturday, the moon is at 8 degrees Pisces. On Saturday, moving towards Saturn. Um, and this is also the day that we see Mars square Uranus. So again, like low vibe, low mood, low energy, 
we're sad, we're melancholy, and we're stressed out. With the Mars-Uranus square, we think about, you know, like, what's the role of technology in activism and social change? It's so much easier to be aware of what's happening in the world thanks to social media. The difficulty there is that we are bearing universal grief that we've never been prepared to experience before. And we're not like cognitively ready for that level of overwhelm. But what's good about it is that we know now. Now we know. Now we can see it. What's hard is it makes you question how to trust. What's good is that you're realizing that there's a lot of different perspectives about it. What's hard is that it can feel like an overwhelming amount of information to sort through. But what's good is we have things like algorithms that actually help prioritize and send things to you in a way that you'll understand it. What's hard about that is that it can create echo chambers. But what's good about that is that it's easier to find community and people who are like-minded and see the world similarly as you do, which you need to have a sense of support and security and anchoring. So again, a lot of good things, a lot of hard things, and that's because it's both. It's always both. And that's because good and bad is a spectrum and light and dark is a spectrum. It's not just black and white. There's a whole lot that goes on in the middle. And, you know, we think about social change. We think about the importance of social change, creating global movements and the impact of change on traditional industries. This is scary for so many people because, again, change is hard. So we just need to sit with our feelings on Saturday and recognize that you might be quick to jump the gun. Mars is eager to take action and Uranus is really dynamic and is excited about a quick shift in priorities. That doesn't make it right. That just means that that's what's going to be motivating you at the time. So if you feel innovative, if you feel excited about something and you're ready for big change, Throw some weight into it, but just know that it might be a bit premature or you may not have the full scope of the, of the picture and just know that it's not going to be, it may be enough of a thrust to really create change because again, this is like low energy, like low, low vibes, but we're moving into that new moon space, which is an optimal time to start manifesting and to start thinking about what we want to bring into our life through this new renewed lunar cycle. And so throw some weight behind it, but um, just know that this is going to be a slow buildup. All right, witches, thank you so much for joining me for this week of the podcast. I'm super excited to, oh, team, we forgot to talk about Mercury moving into Aries. Yeah, babes. You know what? Let's talk about that next week. <clears throat> Let's talk about that next week because I'm done. This episode has already been pretty long. It ingresses into the zodiac sign of Aries, but we're going to talk about that next week with the new moon in Pisces because that's really when we're going to start feeling that. Mercury doesn't move into Aries until way, way late, way, way late Saturday night. So let's save that for next week. We'll talk about the new moon. We'll talk about the new mercurial way of being. Um, and we're also going to talk about Venus moving into Pisces, which I'm stoked for. So really excited about next week. And I'll see you there on the podcast. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you later. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Corporate Coven podcast. 
Before we wrap up this mystical journey, I would invite you to share your feedback on the episode and leave a rating for the Corporate Coven podcast. If you found value in this content, share it with another witch at work. With over 100 episodes, there is a lot more cosmic career advice to be explored. Until next time, may your ventures be guided by the stars and may you remember that you hold the power to manifest the extraordinary. I'll see you in the next episode.